Welcome to That Vacation Company Podcast. I'm Caleb. Chanel and Fern are both here today. And uh, yeah, we are back live. Well, live at the time of recording. By the time you listen to this, whether it's uh, the day it releases or maybe you listen throughout the week or maybe you listen to it eight months later, I don't know. Uh, At the time we recorded this, it is a new episode it is uh, back back in action for us as uh, the last couple weeks, the last couple of episodes, you may recall, were revisited episodes. We revisited one of our first, like, second, two or three, uh, yeah, words are hard. Uh, it was either our second or third episode, something like that. It was an episode about Washington, D.C. And uh, we will probably do another Washington, D.C. episode here in about a month and a half or so. Because in a month, we are going to Washington, D.C. We're actually going for Thanksgiving, so that'll be exciting. Then we did uh, another episode, another revisited episode, and that was on uh, what is in our Disney Park bag. And that was a fun episode. I enjoyed listening back to that. And uh, we'll, we'll be maybe updating that one in roughly about a year, because uh, that's when our next Disney trip is, and that's when I will be sporting... For the first time in a Disney park, a fanny pack. So I know you're on the edge of your seat for that one, but you got to wait like a year for that. So uh, we'll be back to that, um, yeah, sometime in 2023. Uh, but today we are talking about the Finger Lakes. Chanel is going to be really riding solo on this, pardon me, episode because uh, she's the expert on the Finger Lakes. I just, uh, I just ride along, you know. I'm just there for the the visuals. And uh, this is a lake, though, that she's going to talk about. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to let, let her spoil it for you. Um, this is a lake that I've been to. So at least we've got that going for us. I, I haven't been to all the Finger Lakes yet. I, I've crossed off another one, though. What was the one that I, I saw? Seneca. Cayuga. No, I saw Seneca. Okay. Seneca. Remember, we went to... I, I saw Cayuga a few weeks ago. and We talked about that. Yeah. Uh, but I saw Seneca. She's arguing with me. Um, we drove to Cornell again, but we went a different route, and so I got to see the north end of Seneca Lake, and really cool, kind of reminiscent, uh, honestly, of Canandaigua, a little bit there at the north end, but uh, I enjoyed our little drive around it. I wish, uh, maybe one day we'll get a chance to, like, stop and, and chat, and not chat, I don't know why I said that, but stop and look at it. Maybe we'll chat with it. I don't know. It'll talk to us. Uh, but before uh, Chanel takes over here and gives you all the wonders of honey oil. i just wanted to remind you that we're live and we're back to normal schedule we'll be picking up next week with our trek around disneyland and all that good stuff and it's good to be back doing new episodes new content if you guys ever have a suggestion for an episode hit us up we would love to uh consider uh what you guys have as far as ideas and suggestions and you never know maybe it'll turn into a whole episode or a whole series for us you just never know uh but here is chanel and continuing with our finger lakes tour all right thank you for joining i'm just gonna get my notes up here so that i can get up and running But we are getting into the western or the minor Finger Lakes, as they are sometimes called. I don't consider them to be minor, but they are a lot smaller in size than the lakes that we've covered thus far. So um, without further ado, let's hit it. 
Um, so this western part of the Finger Lakes region is what I would call, was is what I call home. Um, this is getting closer, at least, to where Caleb, Olive, and Fern and I live, um, which is the western part of the Finger Lakes. Um, so with each Finger Lake from this point out, well, really, since we started, since I started this series, each Finger Lake, we're going west. Um, so with each Finger Lake, we're getting closer to where we live. Um, we started, the, I started this series um, right after we visited Scanny Atlas Lake and Owasco and Atisco Lake, which are the three um, westernmost Finger Lakes. Um, Scanny Atlas being the larger of those three and the more notable one. Um, so I already mentioned those smaller Finger Lakes in earlier in the Scanny Atlas episodes. They're, they're not standalone. I didn't talk about Owasco and Atisco all by themselves, but I lumped them in with Scanny Atlas. Um, but those two lakes are smaller ones as well, probably comparable to the size of these Finger Lakes um, and also kind of a little bit more rustic and, and lesser knowns. But um, so anyway, back to these um, back to these Western ones. So Honeyoy Lake is one of the Finger Lakes located in Ontario County, New York. Most of the lake is within the town of Richmond, but a smaller southwestern part is in the town of Canadas, and the hamlet of Honeyoy is just north of the lake. The name Honeyoy comes from the Seneca word Haneaya, which means lying finger or where the finger lies. The name comes from the local story of Native of a Native American whose finger was bitten by a rattlesnake and who therefore cut off his finger with a tomahawk. Wow, um, that is a very dramatic story, but that is where the name for this lake and the, the small hamlet um, to the north of it. Um, that's where the name comes from. Incidentally, I love that New York is full of they consider them to be hamlets. Um, often the little villages and towns and things are referred to as hamlets. I'm not sure what, what denotes a hamlet from a village, from a small town. I, I, I need to look at that. I need to do some Googling. But I just love that a lot of these little places are referred to as hamlets. And they really all are so small and cute. And some of them, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that hamlet means even smaller or less than a than a town maybe it lacks like certain like public services or something like that and so that's why they call it that I, I don't know but um, some of these places are really small you can tell there's just a little main street they may or may not have like a stoplight um, they usually will have maybe a little restaurant maybe a post office um, just a few little things, you know, like a Dollar General or a gas station and some cute older buildings that you could tell like this little village or this little hamlet has been here for a long time and there's some older established buildings. Anyway, um, New York is full of that. And one of the things that I fell in love with when first visiting the area years and years ago, we've only lived here for about five years, but we um, began visiting Western New York probably far back as... Uh, really, we could say 2010 um, in the Buffalo, Niagara area. Um, anyway, I digress. I'm getting way off track, so let me get back to it. Honeyway Lake is the second smallest of Finger Lakes. The smallest is Canadice, which we'll talk about next uh, on the next episode. Um, at four and a half miles in length, Honeyway Lake... 
um, is, like I said, the second smallest. Remember, the largest of these Finger Lakes are upwards of almost 40 miles. So at four and a half miles, we're talking almost a tenth of what the largest ones are. And this is why... I guess they get called the the lesser or the minor finger lakes and often even get kind of forgotten about by the region that has the larger ones. Like when I visited Scanny Atlas and some of those areas that are considered to be like the heart of the finger lakes, oftentimes in like local artist depictions of the region and uh, crude maps of the area, they won't even include these Western Finger Lakes, which I think is a travesty personally. But I remember being in a in a restroom, I think, at, in Skinny Atlas, I think, and they had a picture of like the Finger Lakes region and all of the draws to the area, like the wineries and et cetera. They had that all listed around this map, just a you know a crude map, not like not like an, a very. Um, not like a very actual map, you know, but just an artist depiction of a map. And they didn't even have these lakes on there. And I thought that was so sad. I thought that was so sad. But you can see how the bigger lakes, they just, you know, they consider themselves to be the heart of the Finger Lakes and the other little lakes don't even compare. I think that's sad. Anyway, not everybody feels that way, I'm sure. But um, so Honeyoy, only about four and a half miles long, um, only about 30 feet deep, I feel like I've read in some other areas a little discrepancy here that could be up to 40. Um, so somewhere, be- we'll say somewhere between 30 and 40 feet at its max depth. That's at its max depth. So the average for Honeyway Lake is 16 feet deep. That is nothing when you compare um, the the larger Finger Lakes again. Remember, the largest ones are four and 600 feet, respectively. Um, Cayuga and Seneca Lakes, respectively, 400 and 600 feet. So when the max depth of this lake is only 30 to 40, average depth of 16 feet, that is like a puddle compared to those lakes, right? Um, so because of that, this lake... Um, stays very warm in the summer and it freezes over very easily in the winter, as you can imagine. Um, This lake does boast all of the summer and winter water sporting activities that you can imagine. Fishing, skiing, boating, kayaking, ice fishing in the winter, skating, etc., etc. Again, since the depth is so shallow, it's the warmest of all the Finger Lakes. So its water temperature gets the warmest, and it also freezes over easily. It is a residential lake with summer camp homes, and year-round residences. In warmer weather, fishing is considered exceptional in Honeyoy Lake. Um, In case you're wondering what types of fish, walleye, bass, perch, and bluegill are some of the recreational and tournament fish that can be found. Um, So there you have it, fishermen. This is a great rustic lake great for fishing. Um, the, the boat sizes and the motor sizes are restricted on this lake. Um, I don't think it's that you can't have them. It's just restricted, probably not anything too terribly large like you can have on the the bigger lakes. Um, I'll say this, having visited and driven around this lake, um, a couple of times at least, once in the summer when shortly after we first moved here, and then once again in the winter, which is really great in the winter because then you can really see. You can really see in because the foliage is gone. You can see the lake a lot better, whereas in the summer, 
you know, dense foliage. Um, you kind of get little peaks of it here and there as you're driving around. But in the winter, you can see a lot more and you can see a lot more of the houses and things like that that aren't hidden by foliage. Uh, the camps and homes here are not boastful and grand like Canandaigua or Scanny Atlas or the, the other bigger lakes. They are more simplified and even I would say rustic family camps. You get the sense that ordinary folk live and camp here. And I must admit, I kind of like that. There's just something comfortable and classic about that. No bells and whistles or frills. And sometimes that is just what you want. So I call it a family lake because you can see that this might be a place that families gather for generations, um, for that comfortable, familiar getaway or that comfortable, familiar fishing trip. Like this is, to me, this is the lake that speaks of comfort and ease. And um, again, no bells, no whistles, no frills, very rustic. Um, not, that's not to say that some of the homes on this lake aren't very nice. There, I, I remember at the north end seeing some some nice homes, um, but still they're not uh, as grand in comparison to the others. So I'm not trying to put these homes down in by any stretch of the means. I think they're wonderful and uh, homey and very nice. So to the north end of this lake, uh, again, all these Finger Lakes are roughly north to south oriented if you look on a map. You've got a north end, you've got a south end, um, very north to south oriented. Um, The north end is home to Sandy Bottom Park, which pre-COVID offered lifeguarded um, designated swimming, of which Olive and I have partaken of pre-COVID. I do not know at this point, post-COVID, if they had lifeguards this summer or if they will have lifeguards in the future. Uh, I don't know, but I know that we went there one summer pre-COVID. It's it's about a 30-ish minute ride from our house and we have a much closer lake so we don't get out to this one as much because we have one that's five minutes from our house um but it did offer a designated like you know sectioned off swimming area with a lifeguard and like a sandy little a sandy little beach um i don't know that the that the lake was super sandy there there pebbles and rocks and stuff so water shoes i would definitely i would recommend water shoes in any of these lakes just because they do have some zebra mussels that are known to be very sharp and cut cut feet um so i would always recommend water shoes of some sort um just for your protection but um it was a very nice swimming area i am told we were there early in the summer maybe even late spring and i was told by some of the locals i was talking to that the area does get covered in blue algae blue green algae later in the summer which is toxic like won't kill not kill you toxic, but make you pretty sick, make you pretty uncomfortable, um, not a good thing, kind of a toxic. Um, so of course, when that's blooming, you can't, you can't swim. Um, but earlier in the summer, the great little swimming location, just a great rustic little lake swimming area. I mean, we're not talking, um, you know, crystal clear blue waters, uh, and white, sand that you would find, you know, in Florida, like in Destin or the Gulf Coast, but still a great little swimming spot that's on a lake. Um, You look out over the lake, you see the hillsides on either side, because again, these lakes are glacier cut lakes. So they really carve deep into the landscape and they have hills on either side of them. Um, It just really makes for a beautiful scenery. Caleb and I feel like, especially at this lake, for some reason, especially at Honeyway, when you're there at the, the north end at the park and you're looking south over the lake and the hills, it just 
something about it feels like you could be in Scotland. I don't know. We just we just like to dream. We just like to imagine. So take that for what you will. Um, if you've been to Scotland and you visit here and you say, no way, Jose, just don't pick on us too bad, okay? We just, we just dream big, okay? So anyway, um, this Sandy Bottom Park is a great family park. There is a great playground there with lots of fabulous pay- playground equipment. There are walking trails and a marshy sort of creek area, which is an outlet for the lake. This outlet flows northward upwards toward Lake Ontario. Um, The inlet is on the south end of the lake and that's what flows in and feeds the lake. And so um, a great marshy area. I've seen people fishing like lakeside fishing here. I've seen kids catching frogs and nets and doing that sort of thing. So just a, you know, just a fun environment. Um, Olive and I swear we saw an eagle fishing here, although we're not entirely sure. Whatever it was, it was majestic. It swooped down and caught a fish while we were sitting on the beach side, All but we were all by ourselves. She's playing in the sand, and all of a sudden I look up, and I just see this huge majestic bird with its talons just come down and grab a fish out of the lake. Uh, and it happened so fast. I couldn't be sure if it was an eagle or not. I didn't necessarily see a white head and tail. Um, but bald eagles are definitely in the Finger Lakes area. So it very well could have been, it could have been a young eagle. Um, bald eagles in their younger adolescent stage don't have the white, um, head and tail feathers just yet. Or it could have been like a turkey vulture or something like that. But I choose to believe that it was an eagle. Go America! Woo! Okay. Um, So the towns around this lake are also not big and boastful, just like the homes. Honeyoy to the north, uh, just a small little, again, hamlet, just has a few little small town places to eat, a pizza place, every small village in New York has its own local pizza joint and sandwich joint, by the way, just so you know, it's a total thing for sure. Um, it's got like a little diner and a coffee shop. My dentist actually is in this little tiny town, which is again, about 30 minutes from where I live. And it's a beautiful, nice drive through the country hills. So I always enjoy my little drive when I go for my six month cleaning, um, in Honeyoy. um, to the South end, there is a fabulous park with wooded trails that we have somewhat recently discovered a few summers ago. It's called Harriet Hollister Spencer Recreation Area. Um, Harriet Holler Spencer State Recreation Area was created after 679 acres of land was given to the state from the estate of Harriet Hollister Spencer, who was a Rochester horticulturalist, a rose expert, and civic leader after her death in 1962. So she gave this land to the state uh, in the in the early 60s. The recreation area nearly doubled in size after several adjacent parcels were purchased by New York State from the Nature Conservancy, Conservancy starting in the late 2000s. And acquisitions of 350 acres increased the recreation's total size to 1,550 acres acres in 2014. So this is a sizable um, piece of land, uh, recreation area, like it says. Uh, Lots of things that you can do here. Hiking, I believe cross-country skiing in the winter. Um, I have seen people on horseback, which I'll mention here in a bit, but um, beautiful wooded recreation area with lots of hiking trails, etc. So this park is open year-round. The recreation area offers 
panoramic views of the countryside, including Honeyoy Lake, and I'll mention that again in a minute. The park has one picnic pavilion and offers hiking, cross-country skiing, and biking trails and hunting. Because of its elevation, this recreation area gets more snow than many parks in the area, making it a regional winter sports destination. 16 miles of trails, ranging in difficulty from novice to expert, are constructed, maintained, and groomed by the Rochester Cross-Country Ski Foundation. Cross-country skiing teams often use the park for practice. Um, So, uh, those were just some notes um, that I found online, either from... uh, Terrible me, I didn't do any actual documentation, but it was either from finger the fingerlakes.org um, website or it might have even been a combination of that and Wikipedia. Um, just some basic information about Harriet Hollister Spencer Park. Um, so this was a really nice place to visit. A few summers ago with Olive and a friend that we were helping to watch during the summer, we made a little outing there and... Um, It's located on Canadice Hill, which from my Googling expertise says that (laughs) my Googling expertise says that it's 2,200 feet in elevation. That is a small mountain, my friends, at least for sure where I come from in South Louisiana, where everything is flat or below sea level. 2,200 feet is that's pretty substantial, I feel like. Um, For reference, the highest peak in the Adirondack Mountains, I think, is just over 5,000. So that's halfway up. That's halfway up Mount Marcy in in the Adirondacks. So um, I can attest to the fact that this is a small mountain as we drove up it. My poor car. I do not have um, four wheel drive or all wheel drive. I don't have like the best cars for this region with all the hills. Um, we came from a city in the south. And we just don't have the cars that are meant for these areas. So my poor car, um, we were like praying as we're driving up this little, this large hill, small mountain, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, While walking the trails, the girls and I encountered a family riding horses, which was really fun to see. And they were also very friendly and let the girls pet the horses. We hiked to the Overlook, which I sort of mentioned before, had the scenic views that were mentioned, um, which for us, or for me at least, was the main draw to come to this recreation area. Um, There is a lookout point or several lookout points um, on this massive hill that have um, benches and everything, but um, they they cleared it out a little so that you can see the view. You can see the entirety of Honeyoy Lake from the south end. Um, so for the, from the southern end up on Canadice Hill, that's what this hill, this hill or this mountain is, um, you can see all four and a half miles of Honeyoy Lake. And on a clear day like we had, you could even see the skyline of the city of Rochester, which is, I don't even know how many miles north of that. So you could see pretty far on a clear day, um, like I said, all of the lake, which is crazy when you're looking at it. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to believe that you're looking at four and a half miles of water ahead of you. Um, and it just looks like a big puddle from that vantage point, but you can see all of the lake. It's really, really beautiful. Um, so 
that's really, to me, one of the the best draws to Honeyway Lake or to the to the region is that beautiful vantage point, that really excellent recreation area, which is great if you're into any of those, you know, things, hiking, horseback riding, um, winter, all, you know, uh, cross-country skiing and that kind of thing, or hunting even. Um, it's a beautiful area, great to visit. Um, we really enjoyed visiting it that day. It was a great destination. Um, so all that to say, this is maybe a slightly shorter episode, but that concludes my, uh, episode for Honeyway Lake. So to close it out, as has been my thing for this series, of course, I Googled what's at the bottom of Honeyway Lake and big dramatic let down. Nothing came up, as I imagined. Um, as you can imagine, if this lake is only 30 to 40 feet at its max depth point, and the average is 16 feet, if there were anything of extreme importance or noteworthy in the bottom of this lake, you would see it. You would know it. So it's not like there's a um, a paddle boat like in the other lakes. All the other lakes seem to have at least a steamboat or something at the bottom that they purposefully sank when it outran its use. That's not going to happen at this lake. This lake, I mean, at four and a half miles, you don't need a, a steamboat or a paddle boat to navigate it. I mean, you could get to the end of it in a kayak relatively easy. So, um you know, there's nothing massive at the bottom of this lake. Big disappointment. I'm sure there's plenty of boat motors and oars and canoes that have been sunk to the bottom of it, but um, nothing uh, that came up in my search, my cursory search. So, um, but I had to do it because I am staying faithful to the theme. Uh, I have began it, and so I will finish with each lake. I will Google what's at the bottom of each of these lakes. So uh, that wraps up this episode. If you would like to stay at one of the more remote and quiet Finger Lakes, like Honeyoy Lake, maybe in a nice rustic little um, uh, Verbo rental or something like that, where you can have some quiet time and some fishing or some quiet water recreation like kayaking, canoeing, let us know. We'd be delighted to help you look into that and to book a nice little quiet getaway um, or any other travel destination that you might have in mind um, because we can do all of that too. Um, So thank you so much today for listening to my Honeyoy Lake episode. Stay tuned for the last few of the Finger Lakes. We are drawing it out to a close, but my favorite one is still yet to come so you have to stay tuned thank you so much for listening today guys we are that vacation company serving you the most delightful destinations 